Today, we've got a couple veteran sellers. We're going to talk about a super wide range of topics going from Amazon strategies to travel hacks to life hacks, NFTs, investing, and much more. How cool is that? Pretty cool, I think. Want to enter in an Amazon keyword and then within seconds get up to thousands of potentially related keywords that you could research? Then you need Magnet by Helium 10. For more information, go to h10.me forward slash Magnet. Magnet works in most Amazon marketplaces, including USA, Mexico, Australia, Germany, UK, India, and much more. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Series Sellers Podcast by Helium 10. I am your host, Bradley Sutton, and this is the show that's completely BS-free, unscripted, and unrehearsed, organic conversation about serious strategies for serious sellers of any level in the e-commerce world. And we've got a couple people uh, from the opposite side of the world in Australia here. This is, uh, you, you know, you both of your first time on this podcast. Mm -hmm. um, and so what I'd like to do first is just to kind of get to know you guys a little bit more. First of all, have we ever met in person? At like an event, or, no. or do we only know each other online? Uh, I'm not sure. Um, Sellerfest, were you there? I don't know if I saw you at Sellerfest. I think that was the last time I was in Vegas in 2019. SellerCon or Sellerfest? Oh, sorry, SellerCon. Sorry, okay. SellerCon. So, could, could be, could be. Uh, I mean, I mean, if I met you three days ago, I'd forgot. You know, my memory is so bad, I wouldn't have remembered. <laughs> you, you could have said, "Oh yeah, well, you know, we hung out." I've been like, "Yeah, there we go. Yeah, sure, okay." <laughs> oh yeah, I remember that nightclub we went to. Remember that party? <laughs> oh my goodness, yeah. You promised me a thousand dollars. Oh, well, yeah. Whoops. <laughs> Anyways, all right. So let's just you know, I, I like doing these just, just, as if we met, uh, ran into each other. You know, uh, at one of these socials at, at one of the events. But which, by the way, I suggest to everybody to do is it's really great to network when you go to these events, don't just stay in your shell. Um, so, so Chris, let's start with you. What's your uh, background? Are you born and raised in Melbourne over there or yeah. uh, where are you from? I spent a bit of time in the UK, but that's not important. Um, so I started the e-commerce journey actually back in 2001. So I launched my first brand on Google at the time uh, for a product that I'd invented because I'd gone traveling and I couldn't sleep during the day. So I invented a sleep mask that blocks sound as well as light. And I also used to work night shift as well. So I commercialized that product in 2001 um, and then ran a successful Kickstarter campaign back in 2013 just to sort of upgrade the product, mm -hmm. um, raised just over 100 grand, 110,000 bucks, and then jumped well, hold, on. Hold on. From, from those two times, was was that like, I mean, was this just like a side hustle? I mean, that's 12 year yes. gap right there. Or, or was this yeah. like your main income or what? No, no, it was a side hustle. So it was generating, you know, probably about fifty or sixty thousand dollars a year, and I had a full time job as well, working as okay. a as a search marketing expert. Um, I ran an agency for a few years, but um, yeah. So then jumped on Amazon in twenty fifteen. Um, I managed to lose forty five thousand dollars in forty five minutes with a coupon code that went, you know, to the coupon oh. to the product page. So that oh. was pretty bad. That almost finished me. But uh, crawled back and then ultimately sold that business uh, in twenty twenty. And um, had a nice little exit from that. And uh, since then, I've been, I've started an agency here in Australia and I'm helping um, probably about a dozen brands, most of which are Australian, to sell internationally on Amazon uh, all around the world, wherever there's a marketplace. Now, now is that enough to scratch that itch? You know, once you get in the game and, and you know, I, I, I think it's hard to pull away, you know, even if you exit your company. I, I've never exited, you know, uh, Amazon brand, but I, I, I mean, I just can't even, I mean, I just know when I go on vacation, I got to like still be checking, even though I know I have people 
you know, back yeah. you know, checking on stuff. I still got to like, you know, check what's going on and check the market and stuff. But like, what about you? Like, do you, you don't have that, that itch anymore? Or is it, is it enough to get it out of your system by helping other uh, brands? It's a bit of both. I still sell on Amazon as well. I have a partnership with my oh, okay. brother. We do a bit of stuff in the UK. We do a bit of stuff in the US. We do a little bit of stuff here in Australia. So, you know, I've still got my hand in personally, but I'm also really enjoying helping, you know, other brands to, to succeed. It's really fun. Now, the brand you exited, where, where was the primary marketplace for that? It was the US, but it was also all around Europe as well. So I didn't really sell in Australia at that time because it was kind of, Australia's yeah, really yeah. just sort of getting going. I don't know if we want to talk about Australia today, but um, yeah, it was, it was the US where most of the sales were. A couple of German boys bought the business in the end and they've actually taken it to the next level. They're doing really well. So I'm really proud of them. That, that's another thing I was going to say. Like I, I, the people I talk to, especially when you grow your own brand, like even when you exit, the ones I've talked to, like they still want to, ch- you know, they don't want it to be run into the ground. You know, they, they, they want to check into it to make yeah. sure it's, it's still going. That's my legacy, you know? Okay, cool. Now, <laughs> yeah. what, what about you, uh, uh, Regina? Where, where does your journey uh, start? Oh, look, uh, I uh, was born at a very early age, you know. Um. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I see where we're going today. <laughs> uh, I was actually born in Kiev in the Ukraine, uh, you know, refugees, you know, typical refugee story, uh, travelled a bit. And then I got into Amazon uh, in 2015. I was at that stage uh, full-time running a retail uh, fashion business and a solo mum, and so I jumped onto Amazon as a side hustle because I knew I wanted to be uh, online because, you know, retail mm-hmm. sucks. Also um, USA, I'm assuming? Uh, I, I started in, in USA, yeah. Mm-hmm. There was no Amazon. This was 2015. There was no Amazon Australia back then. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, it took me 14 months for my brand, which was a side hustle, to, to hit its first million dollars. So I was like, oh, yeah, this, this, this is good stuff. Mm-hmm. So I got out of retail and uh, pretty much been online ever since. Um, I've been, you know, helping sellers as a coach. And then more recently, I'm actually Australia's representative for um, Fortunet. So the last 12 months, I've been helping brands uh, exit, mm. okay, uh, which has been awesome, as well as um, putting together the Amazon Collective Mastermind retreats that we ran two of uh, last year. Mm. So, so okay. these days, even though I still have my brand, I'm spending more time with other sellers at a higher level. Yeah, same. Uh, doing that so, and are, are you planning to one day exit uh the brand well, or possibly okay possibly you know at the moment so some people just- are different you know some people say you know what you know i know how much money is on you know could, could be potentially but it's just like this is my thing and i just want to you know stick yeah. stick to it to the end so no no wrong answer uh there <laughs> oh now, absolutely yeah <laughs> now you know neither of you um you know, started your brands in australia uh but, but being in australia and, and having you know i know you're you're big parts of the community uh down under, right? Uh, so yeah. I'm just, uh, I want to get an update. I've had, you know, I've been doing this podcast about four years now almost. And um, I remember in the beginning days when Amazon Australia just launched, people were really excited well, about it. And in, then in it was fa- like, in fact, I'm, uh, I've got a claim to fame. I was Australia's first third party seller. I wow. Helped- I helped the Australian platform test their systems uh, way back before they even launched. Mm. So, so I was very bullish and brought a lot of stock in and ding, ding. Right. <laughs> I ended it up, didn't take off as you thought uh, it, it would. It did not kick off. I, I finally uh, sold out all, most of my product um, uh, during COVID, actually. Mm. I, okay. COVID was really good for me from that standpoint. Yeah. Mm. Well, that, that was what I was going to ask because it seemed like to go in a cycle. Like, like in the beginning, you know, people were yeah. super excited, you know, because it was like, hey, there's especially the people from, you know, UK and America is like, here, here's another English speaking uh, country. 
Amazon opening up will be easy to make our listings. And then it was like, oh man, this is, there's like zero traffic here. And then it's, I don't remember when, but it might, I think it was during the pandemic or maybe it was last year, you know, during the pandemic, but I would hear reports that all of a sudden, hey, Australia is finally kind of, you know, growing, um, not just Amazon, but just e-commerce in general Mm. over there. So, so, you know, we're we're in 2023 now, you know, either of you can answer this, but what's the, what's the state of affairs for selling on Amazon in Australia in 2023? I'll I'll hand that over to you because I've sold out. So, and I haven't replenished here, so I can't speak to that. Uh, Well, I've got a couple of clients that sell on Amazon Australia. I think the most successful ones have a fairly big catalog. Mm. Okay. Um, the the ones that are not doing as well generally just have a sort of a single niche. Um, I've got uh, one client in the weight loss space, sort of doing shakes and things like that. They're doing very well. They've only just started. Um, so on Amazon Australia, the riches are not in the niches like they are in the US. Um, mm. The riches are in the sort of you know the top categories and really trying to get that top ten position for a dehumidifier or something that you know generally in America you just wouldn't even yeah. look at as a as a market or a category. Collagen peptides, man. Possibly. It's not a great place for my coffin shelves, uh, <laughs> in other words. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly right. So it's um, you know, you but the the real advantage is that there's a lot less competition here. Um, and the other thing is, is that a lot of the methods that you've spoken about, Bradley, over the years, you know, the Maldive methods and, and, and exact match PPC and, and, you know, brand new listings and things like that, ranking products on Amazon Australia is really, really easy. You don't need to sell many through keywords to get the rankings that you need for your main keywords. And so tools like Helium 10, for example, really help understand what the, the keyword volumes are, of course, and then, of course, some of the revenues as well as perhaps some of the competitors are generating. So it doesn't take long and you can you can do really well. So, yeah, it's a, it's a bit of a mix. There's some people that are doing really well and other people, yeah, not so good. I would imagine a couple of the benefits would be low PPC costs, you know, usually when Very. it's low, low competition, that's how it is. And then also, wouldn't shipping be, I mean, if I'm manufacturing in India or China, wouldn't shipping be a lot cheaper than sending it to US? Or maybe it doesn't work that way since there's not as much traffic. There's less traffic, but the, the advantage of Australia, I think, when you're shipping out of China, for example, is that we don't have the crazy tariffs that, uh, that Trump That's introduced. Right. That's number one. Mm-hmm. Number two, and I'm just going to do a little drop here for, mm-hmm. for Jamie Paros over at Skewdrop. I don't know if I can do this, but he has is about to launch Skewdrop into for the Australian market, which mm-hmm. means that you can keep all of your inventory over in the in China. And I use Skewdrop for my US inventory and do just-in-time shipments on a kind of a shared container that they have. Um to do sea freight and they're introducing air freight pretty soon as well. So we're really excited for that. We can kind of do smaller inventory drops into Australia using their system and keep a lot of our inventory in the US and and then we can kind of send some to, uh, to the US, or, uh, sorry, to China. We can send some from China to the US and then they're also going into Europe pretty soon too. So um, yeah, it's a really exciting service. Also, so then that would be like, hey, you know, like maybe it might make it not really economical to, to, try, to, to try and make the minimum shipment to, to mm, have right. a... Yeah. Okay. Yeah. To, to come to Australia. So now you can just, you know, kind of drip, drip it out. Uh, it was ab- absolutely. Okay. Makes sense. So one, of, one of my clients, for example, he sells office chairs in the US and we've really been hit with, with huge storage fees over Q4. Um, so I'm introducing them to Skewdrop next week because we can now do, uh, you know, just in t- we can send like 20 chairs, you know, every day or 10 chairs a day or whatever we need to, to send in to replace what's been sold the day before. Um, so that's, it's just a much more flexible arrangement and a lot cheaper storage in china versus pretty much anywhere so okay it's good system. all right mm. now um you know regina talking to, to you like you're the people that you see nowadays who are you know looking to exit 
companies uh, or exit their businesses or just I'm just you know curious about yeah. in general because again this mm-hmm. is kind of similar the things go in waves you know just like yes. selling in Australia yeah. you know mm-hmm. selling your Amazon business was like you know three years ago nobody had ever heard of it then a couple years ago it's like you can become so a billionaire uh, right. if you do everybody's doing it and now and then all of a sudden it's like oh my goodness this is the worst thing in the world like uh these companies are imploding and stuff. And so it's like, well, what's going on for 2023 as far as the, uh, well, look, the, the, the uh, Amazon same, aggregator business? Look, in, in, the, uh, in the, the buying of businesses, you know, good, solid businesses are still in demand. You know, the multiples may be a little bit down from, you know, two years ago. Mm. However, you know, they're still in demand. If you've got mm. a, a good, solid seven, eight-figure business that has strong fundamentals, that's not a fad um, product, that's got good fundamentals that's still growing, you know, so it's got to be on that up curve. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we, we encourage uh, fortunate people to maybe to sell possibly a little bit earlier than they would in order to take advantage of that growth curve. Okay. Um, and obviously you want to have, a, you know, your, your numbers right and, and solid um, margins uh, and also make sure that you don't have any skeletons in your closet in terms of, uh, you know, what you've done to rank your products. You know, you want to be, you know, stay in the white hat territory. Uh, don't be tempted. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so, you know, again, like, like every business, you know, if it's a good business built on good fundamentals, you've got a, a strong um, skew offering, not too broad, you know, the buyers don't want too many. They don't want, you know, 150, 200 SKUs. Um, but if you've got, you know, half a dozen, dozen, 20 uh, SKUs with strong fundamentals, mm-hmm. good um, margins, then those businesses are very much still in demand. Okay. Good to know. Good to know. Now, uh, let's go back to Chris. Um, you know, I know you've been using Helium 10 for a while. I'm not going to say what's your favorite tool, <laughs> but I, I haven't asked this. What's your favorite? Here's a question, new kind of question. What's your favorite function? Like, what's your favorite operation that you do inside of Helium 10, you know, for, for your clients' businesses or, or back when you were doing it that uh, you'd like to share? Sure. Um, well, the, probably the biggest tool that I use the most would be X-Ray, of course. And then there's, mm-hmm. and I will answer your question in a second. Um, when I'm doing product research, I actually really like to use Magnet. I like to look at the imbalance mm-hmm. between supply and demand um, around keywords. Um, so if there's a lot of people looking for something and not very many sellers who are selling it and you know, using the the magnet IQ score, which is similar to the Cerebro IQ score, but also yep, yep. how many people are optimizing for that keyword in their titles. So I use a few of those filters to try and work out where is the imbalance. Um, and then, but the other tool that I use probably the most uh, would be Cerebro. And so I use yeah. a competitor performance score to do the filter yes. to come up with a master keyword list. I really love that new, well, it's not that new, but it is a great feature of Helium yeah. 10, certainly for Cerebro. And uh, yeah, I use that basically to, to, to you know, bring the list into something that's a lot more manageable so that I can then just prune out some stuff and then come up with a with a master list that I use both for listing optimization, I'll hand over to the team, uh, and indeed for, you know, exact match PPC on launch. Excellent, so, excellent. I, I like that point. You know, the, the, you talk about title density. That's a metric mm-hmm. that's slept on by a lot of people. Yep. But, you know, I, I tell them before, you know, even it could be a, you know, 2,000 uh, search volume and the title density is one. You know, only one person has a title. There mm-hmm. are sometimes you can launch a product and have that yep. in your title. And you might be on page one with nothing, like like right right, right, right when you start. So that's that's yeah. good. And then the competitor performance score, since it's the very, very last column, mm-hmm. at least sometimes, depending on how people arrange it, people a lot of people don't even realize it's there. It's but there. that's like literally, you know, mm-hmm. some people call that relevancy, you know, or, or or things like that. But that's literally what 
you know, almost ranking the best keywords uh, if you've done a multi-ASIN search. That's right. Um, what, what about you, Regina? You've been selling on Amazon now seven years. Yes. Now, at what point, you know, was it a certain, um, you know, like sales figure you hit? Or at what point were you like, I can't do this on my own anymore. I need to like make my first hire or get my first virtual assistant or um, No, it's got to do with my, what I call it, my business ADHD. I get bored. So, <laughs> um, so it was when it was like TikToking along, um, and I didn't have to be creative with it so much anymore. Mm-hmm. I sort of s- stepped away to create other things. So, so okay. for me, and then so what? How how did you? I mean, you didn't just. You know, oh, I'm not going to monitor anything. Like uh, I'm assuming, did you? Did you hire somebody? Oh, I've, got, you know, I've got a VA. Yeah, I've got a. VA. Okay, so not locally, you hired somebody remote. Oh, yeah. Um, yep. Okay. How, how did you train them? Um, you know, just, just the usual, have them, have them live on, on zoom calls. I did some, um, you know, loom videos mm. of, of how I do stuff, you know, just usual. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> usual okay. Well, I mean, usual to you, you know, there's a lot of people yeah. out there who are like, they're like, I don't know, like, uh, how, how do I trust somebody that I don't, you know, that's not yeah, in my just, office with me. It's kind okay. of, right, I think so nowadays we're all more used to remote, you know, workers and, you know, I have co I have coworkers here at Helium 10. I've never met, uh, you know, in person. But in yeah. those days, that wasn't, you know, that, that's not I, something I use, normal I use that Loom, you would do. I use Loom videos a lot. Mm, I use okay. Loom video mm. a lot, you know, to, to, to show process and then send them across. Mm. Yeah. I like that. You know, so, so guys, it, it's not, there's no right or wrong answer, whatever she said. You know, some people from day one, they want help, you know. Uh, maybe she could have handled it all time-wise, but just like she said, you know, there's some of us who get bored really easily, you know. And then, and then if you get bored really easily you're going to neglect your business because you're like, oh, I don't have time. I I'm not motivated to do that today, but that, that's, that's another great case of when it's important to have help. So I hope you guys are, are, uh, are doing that out there. Now let's, uh, we'll, we'll talk some more, uh, you know, strategies, uh, in a little bit, but you know, you, you talked about, uh, uh, you know, events that you guys have done and, and, you know, we, we talked about this at the outset. I think it's so important to, to go to events, not just to learn strategies and things, which you always do from, from presentations and things, but just the, the networking, you know, I've, said this story about, you know, 15 times, but I owe my entire Amazon career to just on a whim before I was really even in the industry going to a, you know, paying to go to a conference and sleeping in my car because I didn't have enough money to, to, to get a hotel and it changed my, you know, changed my whole trajectory because it opened my eyes up to what Amazon was and, and people I network with at that event, you know, to this day are still in my network, you know? Um, and so I think it's really important. So, so talk to me about why you guys, uh, what motivated you to start doing this and then what you guys have in store uh, this year. Look, I started going to events, you know, I, I started in 2015. In 2016, I joined a, a high-level mastermind that was based uh, in America and I was traveling to Vegas from Melbourne every six weeks uh, to, to every attend. six weeks. Wow. Yep, pretty pretty okay. much for, for a year. It was, it was full on. Mm. Um, and when that mastermind finished, I, I sort of continued. I was at the very first, um, helium 10 Illuminati event in Mexico. Wow. That was uh, even before my time. Wow. That was before. Yeah. yeah. With, yeah. with, uh, with Manny, Manny and, and Kevin, Kevin mm-hmm. and, and, uh, it's where I met Norm and, and, uh, and yeah, met, met a gee and a lot of people there. Mm-hmm. So, so I've, spend a lot of time, money, and energy going to events for, for that reason. As, as you said, it's not just the information but the people you meet. Mm. And the people I met at those events, you know, I'm able to pick up phone now, you know, five, six years later and say, hey, come to my event. 
and yeah. and yeah. they are. You know, there's, there's a speaker that we haven't announced yet who's coming, um, who I actually met at that Illuminati, Illuminati event. <laughs> now and, you see why we changed the name to Helium 10 Elite. It's so much exactly. easier. That, that's right, <laughs> at, at that event. And he's coming but purely because we have that relationship that we met in Mexico. So so I really love that. And that's what I wanted to, to bring to Australia last, last year because mm. we haven't really had anything here at that high level. No. You know, there's a lot of beginners type events and, and conferences and catch-ups and meetups. But I think once people get over a certain um, level, uh, mm. they don't need to, to know the, the basics training over and over again. You know, the yep. conversations you have when you're doing, you know, six figures and seven figures and eight figures are different to the conversations you have when you're just starting out and trying sure. to launch. And so so that was really the idea behind um, the uh, the events that, that we ran. And then, of course, our very first one was scheduled that had to be shut down because of, um, of COVID. Mm-hmm. So it turned out in, in uh, 2022 we ran our first one in March mm-hmm. and that was uh, huge. Fantastic, and we got so excited that we ran a second one in July, which uh, also sold out. Who did we have in July? Oh, in July we were because the borders opened. We had uh, Amy Weiss, Norm Farrar, and Paul Barron Mm. came and joined us. So so that was uh, like fantastic, awesome, awesome event. Mm. Uh, But you know, as I said, it's not just the guest speakers who come; it's you know the sellers that are in the room. So it really becomes a group think rather than relying purely on our international VIPs like yourself. Yeah. We're so excited to have you join us uh, in Bali this coming June. Mm. So, yes, so very excited. My first time ever in Bali there. So, so what can people expect uh, from this uh, event, uh, either of you? Well, for, for, those, uh, for those who came before, it's just going to be bigger and better. And for those that haven't been, it's going to be, you know, really unique because, you know, Australians were a little bit different to Americans, although I think we've had a couple of American suppliers. So, you know, it's not going to be purely Australian sellers coming. Mm -hmm. It's going to be a lot more global Mm -hmm. this time, probably with a bias towards Australian sellers. Because yeah. uh, it's easier for us to, to go to Bali. Mm. Um, so what can, what can you expect? You can expect, you know, four days of, you know, in-room and out-of-room um, learning and networking and activities. I'm actually heading off to Bali on Sunday to, you know, do a bit of recce and preview some off-site activities that we're going to throw at you to get you a little bit out of your comfort zone and uh, do some bonding. Good. So, so that'll be fun, but but also you know mixing with the likes of yourself, and uh, we have uh, Kirsty Verity, um, who is one of the you know the OG Amazon sellers um, coming from Canada with her husband, who's also a seven uh, figure brand owner. So it's going to be like, hey, this is something. Hey, I'm going to learn some something. I get to go to an exotic location. There will be activities and fun, and and I'm assuming great cuisine and. And, yeah, we're staying in a beautiful, like beautiful resort that's got three swimming pools. So, you know, some, some R&R. Yeah, um, but it's not going to be a holiday. Like it's we not are a actually going to do yeah. full-day workshops. <laughs> not just drink, drinking all day. We're going to put people to work. Um, we're going to have a combination, as we normally do, of presentations, but also uh, workshops and hot seats where we take some of the most successful sellers, um, certainly in Australia last time, hopefully in the world this time, we can really – drill down into what has made them so successful and how they've been able to scale to such a level because most of the people that come are 
in that sort of band where they're trying to break through to, from a six to a seven. And yeah. so we have a lot of seven and eight figure sellers that come. And so they're, they're the ones that really show people or get, provide like the roadmap of what they what steps they took in order to get to the level that they're at. All right, excellent. So guys, I'm creating a short link uh, that should be active when, when you guys are listening to this. Uh, if you want more information, uh, again, I'll, I'll, I'll definitely be there. It's going to be in June. Um, let me just check the dates here. It was 18 to, 18 to the 22nd in Bali. Uh, go to h10.me forward slash Bali, B-A-L-I, h10.me forward slash Bali. Um, and that'll that'll forward right to the um, the page where you can get more information. And, and on the same topic, you know, this is something that was big for me for for 2023 is is recreation, health, mental health, physical health, things like that um, is mm. something that's on my mind a lot this year. And so, like, I ask a lot of the guests, you know, for me, traveling, you know, doing stuff like this is just, like, fun for me. It's work, of course, but it's also fun. Yeah. And that's, that's like, my hobby. And then, uh, you know, I, I've been doing some – I'm not doing it on this time, but I, I've been even recording podcasts when I'm on my treadmill right here trying to stay physically fit. <laughs> for, for both of you guys, what's – what do you guys do to escape the, you know, the Amazon world when, when you need to? What, what's your hobbies and, and what, what kind of routines or unique things are you guys doing to mind your, you know, mental and physical health? Do I start? Go ahead. Yep. So I am love playing the guitar. So I've got my guitar sitting over here. Oh, and nice. I'll often pull that out and play a bit of Neil Young um, and whatever else I think of. But uh, and then in terms of physical exercise, uh, bike riding, just love going out for a ride. You know, might just take an hour or half an hour out and go for a bit of a ride around the neighborhood and yeah, wander back and refreshed and ready to have some lunch and then get back into work. Love it. Yeah. I read, um, you know, across all sorts of different topics. Uh, You know, some of it is business development. Some of it is more personal health. I've been um, going down the, the, the carnivore uh, (laughs) uh, route. What does Uh, that mean? Carnivore means I only eat meat. Oh, I, I, I don't eat – I'm zero carb. Okay. Zero carb. And uh, so that, that's that been uh, in terms of health and I've noticed that that's made a huge difference to me personally. Um, okay. And travel. Travel is my yes. my thing. Um, and now that our borders are open, you know, 2022, I t- dragged the teenager around the world a couple of times to different places and we'll be doing so again, much to her chagrin. Mm. <laughs> Um, but that's that's very much uh, something that's in my blood and has been for a long time, and it's great to be able to get back into I the travel. And, and that's the beauty of of the way that we have set up our businesses mm. that you know have laptop can travel. Yes, yes. And again, this is important. You know, we've only been doing. I've only been asking this question for a few episodes now here in 2023. But everybody, guys, if you've been listening to every episode, it has an answer. You know, and it's important. The, the problem is, I know not all of you guys. If I ask every single one of you listeners, would not have an answer. You're like, no, I just stay in my my house, you know, all day long and work. And that was me for a while, and, and it got me in a bad place. And <laughs> now I'm yeah. like, okay, I can't keep doing this. I gotta make sure I have hobbies and and uh, you know things to de-stress. And so it's important as entrepreneurs, we we have this in mind. Now, um, back to just you know strategies and things like that. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, Chris, what? Maybe you can talk about two things that have been working great for your mm-hmm. clients and two things that are not working. Uh, either like maybe when you took over an account and you're like, what? Oh. You were doing what? Like, <laughs> no, no. And then a couple things that maybe you you did to kind of right the ship or something that were, or something that you think is unique. Not just, oh, I optimized my listings and and you know made sure I had low A costs. You know, give us a little, something a little bit more insightful than, than that. Mm-hmm. 
Okay, so probably uh, one of the things that I've been testing lately to turn things around for some brands. So we, I do inherit brands where the listings have been a little bit dormant. They're pretty okay. old. They're very stale. Trying to turn those guys around can be really difficult. Mm-hmm. Not so hard in Australia, but certainly in the US, it's been a real challenge on some accounts. But what I'm doing at the moment is uh, I've got a VA who's doing posts on behalf of several of our clients, so Amazon Posts. Amazon Posts, sorry. That's right. So we're building up the follower lists um, of you know of the brand, um, and then we're utilizing uh, Amazon's new brand. Um, oh, what's it? I've forgotten the name. It's the where you can contact the followers using an email, a templated email that Amazon. Oh, has. I know what you're talking about. Yes, yes. Oh. I, I don't. I forgot what it's called too, but I know. <laughs> I know terrible. exactly what you're talking about. Brand engagement, I think it is, or customer mm-hmm. engagement. I think. It, I think it's in yeah. there. In the customer engagement, thing. I think. Yeah, that's what it is. Yep. And so what we've been doing is um, starting to, to send those templated emails out to existing customers that are following the brand to notify them of new launches, of discounts on products, stuff like that. So that's we're starting to see quite a bit of traction with that as, a, as both a launch mechanism but also um, a way to try and revive existing products that are perhaps a little stale. Regina, what about you? Like, oh, look, I, I, I can't answer that question because I'm so not. Oh, it doesn't have to be brand, about the so. Amazon ins and outs. Uh, you, all, I mean, I, we, we talk about all kinds of strategies here, like. Mm. Talk, Look, talk about travel. Like, like how, I, I, how did you travel with a teenager around the world and not have them go crazy? Uh, that, that's a strategy in itself. Oh, I, look, I, I, I tell you what I found. The, the first trip I, uh, we went last year in June, I took her for a, a month in Indonesia and we went to uh, Indonesian Borneo, Kalimantan. And for any of you who's listening who's got a teenager, try this exercise. So what I did was I purposefully booked uh, areas and trips where there was no Wi-Fi for, for days at a time. And I booked resorts where there was. No, I don't know if no I would Wi-Fi. survive doing that. Uh. Well, uh, I got to say, like, it was great for both of us. You know, I, I got to read huh. more. But what I found was, after three days with no Wi-Fi, the teenager was a completely different person. Detox. Wow. You know, like a, a, the, the 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 detox, and it was something that we know uh, in our gut it to be true. But mm. I was able to actually um, test it and prove that that was the case three times. Three times in a month, we were off Wi-Fi for between two and three days, mm. and as a completely different person, uh, all of a sudden became more engaged with the world, with the environment, more interested. Oh. And then we'd get to a hotel, back on the Wi-Fi within a within an hour, back to teenage, you know, surly teenage. Yeah, yeah. Right? So, um, you know, I really encouraged that. And then we, we went to the UK and we did a lot of driving. Wait, wait, for, hold, hold on. I, I'm like so enthralled oh. by that. I mean, I'm just okay. like, think my, my head is spinning. How do you even find a place these days that don't have? Well, that, that, that's that's why uh, when I decided I wanted to go to Borneo, I went to Indonesian Borneo, not not Malaysian Borneo, because it's so um, not uh, you know. So in the places we went, we went on boats up rivers where there was just no Wi-Fi connection. It was just not. Oh. Um, and then we went to an island off uh, off Bali, um, where again the resort that we were at just didn't have. Wi-Fi connection. Did, did it just happen or you, you were like looking oh, no, for no, places on purpose? On purpose. No, oh, no, okay, no. okay, okay, okay. I was, I was looking for places. I mean, so I was, you would I call them and say, hey, I'm just making sure you guys don't have Wi-Fi here. Or, yeah, or pretty they, much. Oh. Pretty much. Wow. <laughs> you know, now that you're saying this, I'm just like, I cannot remember. The, like, you know, I've gone times where I've been on a 16-hour flight or mm-hmm. actually, never mind. 16-hour flights, I still bought Wi-Fi on the flight. Well, yeah. They but have I'm Wi-Fi trying to think, flight, have I gone 24 hours without you know, internet, like I'm not sure I have, you know, like in the last four oh, years you, or something. Your brain, like there's, there's something that happens, your, your brain all of a sudden, it just sort of slows. Uh-huh. And, it's, and it was the first time in probably two or three years that I was actually able to read a book cover to cover. 
I hadn't read a book huh. from start to finish in a couple of day period. I haven't done that. I'm, I'm, I'd read a lot, but I've got like dozens of books where I've, you know, read the first couple of chapters and then I put it down and I find another one because, you know, we're, we're just so all over the place. Our, our focus. Um, and in fact, uh, what was the name of the book that I read? It was. St- oh, the book that I read was called Stolen Focus, and I highly, highly recommend it. Um, so, so yeah, give yourself a detox. And if you've got teenagers, give yourself a detox. And so, so when we came back, one of the things that I've implemented in our house is now every Sunday is now Wi-Fi free day in our house. It's mm-hmm. Wi-Fi screen free day. And so we've been going out and doing stuff. And it's, you know, it's great for both of us. So, so there you go. Run as an experiment and, and see. Life hacks there. See, I told Life you. Hack. The show is not just about Amazon stretch. I mean, obviously, that's the main focus of this show, but mm. but life hacks but when, are important. When you're able well. to decompress, then you're able to yeah. be more present exactly. in your business, right? Exactly. Mm. Very true. Uh, what about you, uh, Chris? I mean, life hacks, Amazon hacks, uh, anything? Well, look, earlier on, we were talking about SOPs effectively with Loom videos and things mm-hmm. like that. Um, when I sold my business in 2020, and I'm doing it currently with my current business, um, I, I, I use Google Sites. So if you go to sites.google.com, uh, you can build a free website in there and uh, and you can make it private as well. You can kind of stop people looking at it um, or you can share it with people. But it enables you to create uh, all the SOPs that you need for your business. So every time I do something new in my business, I'll shoot a Loom video demonstrating what I'm doing and then upload that Loom video into the Google Sites sort of website for the business, uh, and then you can transcribe. There's a lot of AI stuff out there that will, you know, like otter.ai, et cetera, that will transcribe what you've said in the video. And so you will have a, both a video of an SOP but also, um, you know, an actual document. sheet, yeah, a document. So that's really useful and that actually added a lot of tens of thousands of dollars of value to the business that I sold in 2020 because the new owners, the two German guys I spoke about earlier, um, just had a, a turnkey, how do I do this, how do I do that, and everything was there. Beautiful. Interesting. Okay, that's a great tip. I haven't that nobody's ever given. Now, um, I, I also like you know talking investing in before, and I go through phases. You know, um, a couple of years ago, my my big thing was like baseball cards, and and it still is. I'm just here on my desk. I'm going through stuff. I'm putting onto uh, eBay some 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 cards <laughs> and things. But since um, you know Manny and Gee started this NFT project, Manny and Gee are the you know you guys referenced uh, yeah. uh, founders of Helium Ten, um, and I I totally got immersed into it um last year like like i'd never done it before now (laughs) are one or both of you also in that uh project Uh, i'm i'm big into i i i used to use the term i aped into the original mint um and got a lot of the the bulls and um you know as you know part of the benefits uh, of being a bull owner is is doing some is the investing yes um and so the last couple of investments i've actually sold i sold one of my god bulls for mm-hmm. three and a half eth mm-hmm. and uh and that's Which for, for you guys out there that's about like five oh, six thousand dollars almost yeah depending oh, okay. on the price of eth um and that's something and, you made for free right and the god bulls i, I made for the god free bull you made it for free and sold it for six thousand dollars oh correct yeah. and so what i did was i then parlayed that investment into i think one of them went into spacex um, when we had some, some of those investor opportunities. So I've, I've actually invested them into, you know, seed funding, mm-hmm. um, which is one of the side benefits of that project. And at the moment, I think how many teens are left? There's, there's, a, there's less than a thousand. There's like 800. Oh. Yeah, so, so I'm, busily, yeah. I'm busily minting as many of those things as, as I can before they, uh, before they stop. And I also bought a whole heap of those apes 
um, the opportunity to buy the apes. When was that last week? Yes. Um, so guys, so. this is a this is something that's you know <laughs> I, I'm going to try and bring somebody else on and we'll just have a podcast yeah. just about this oh. because I do think NFT world now that I'm into it has some tie-ins to to the Amazon world potentially maybe not completely now yeah. but absolutely I, 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 was, I could totally I was in the see NFTs uh, before you know I've I've been playing in the in the crypto ah, okay and, yeah this is my first for me oh okay well well no this definitely wasn't my first. Uh, but when I saw what uh, what Manny was doing, I could recognize it for what it was as, as yeah. an amazing opportunity. And that's why I, you know, I really put a lot of um, funds behind it because I'd already been playing in the NFTs for about six months. And I, you know, made some money, lost some money, but I knew what I was looking at. Yeah. Um, so it wasn't just a... Um, you know, because, because of, you know, brand new because I knew uh, Manny and Guy that it, it wasn't... Sure. Just based on that, it was based on. For me, no, it was. I, I was like, "Hey, these guys yeah. have the Midas touch, so like, if they say this is good, I'm just going to go for it." And <laughs> yeah, well, well, no, well, for me, it was both. It was because yeah. I knew them, but also sure. because I'd already been in the NFT space and I could see what they were doing and what they were offering was so different to everything else that was around. You know, guys, if you want to have more information on their project, you know, go to bullsandapesproject.com. And get all the alpha there. Uh, I'm like using their lingo. Like there's lingo that you learn. <laughs> you never knew. Did, did, Anyways. Did you, did you get some of the apes? Ready? Yeah, I only got 13 of the apes. Okay. Um, uh, unfortunately, uh, I, I didn't have enough funds. I, I'm uh, I'm too heavily invested in the bulls. Oh, okay. But I, I made some good, like I, I sold a regular OG bull that yeah. um, people thought I was crazy. Like four months, no, three months ago when, when the bulls were only like about, you know, 0. 0.3, 0. 0.4 yep. ETH. Like mm -hmm. you know, four or five hundred dollars, yeah. I paid two ETH for one. You know, oh, okay. Over, it was, over, it was a and highly, uh, definitely, uh, you know, one of the higher ranks. Yep. yep. And I just sold it for six ETH. Amazing. Um, that, what was the uh, rank? Very rare bull. What was the rank on it? Do you remember? It wasn't that high of a rank. It was like top one hundred, but okay. it had a gold cowboy hat, which is only two oh, okay. out of the ten thousand. And okay. there was a collector of that, and sure, and it paid me six ETH. That that's you know like Amazing. What, over or over six, seven, eight thousand dollars. So, mm. so guys, this can be a, for me, it, it's twofold it, going back to, again, the recreation thing. It's fun. It's, yeah. it's like oh, a yeah. game it's almost, and it is a game and, and it's, it's exciting and gets my mind off of things. And also it's, it's for investment, you know, now, uh, Chris, just to bring it back to, um, bring it back to home uh, for you, for you here. Um, <laughs> what, what do you think is going to be important for Amazon sellers in, in 2023, you know, every year something big changes, you know, like last year, I think people had to really pivot because of inventory, mm -hmm. you know, a few years ago is reviews. Um, what are you focusing on with your clients for 2023 to like make sure they stay competitive? Because sometimes you see, you hear out there, some people say, oh my mm -hmm. goodness, you know, it's going to be impossible to sell on Amazon anymore because, you know, all the Chinese factories are just going direct and it's impossible mm -hmm. to compete with them, blah, blah. And they just don't understand that. No, there's definitely ways to stay competitive. So how are you keeping your clients competitive? Oh, such a good question. It's just my own personal experience is really just planning, particularly around launches and things like that, and really trying to make sure that you get your listings done properly. It's just really going back to basics and just doing the fundamentals right. Um, I think people are getting... A lot of people are sort of talking about TikTok and all that sort of stuff, and that's great. And I, I get it that people are succeeding with those sort of strategies. But I think there's a lot that you can be doing on Amazon with all the different tools that you know I spoke about earlier with the customer engagement sort of tools and things like that. Amazon's helping brands to really expand on their platform and get a lot more reach on the platform. 
But yeah, honestly, I think it's just getting the basics right, keeping across all the new things that Amazon's releasing, all the tools that, you know, the new features, for example, that Helium 10 are releasing, just really staying across what, you know, the, the basics of, of your accounts and, and your products, honestly. Excellent, excellent. Now, guys, again, if you want to hang out with us to talk bulls and apes or talk about Amazon or talk about travel, whatever, uh, and have some fun and learn some things and network, go to h10.me forward slash Bali, h10.me forward slash Bali. But other than that, um, if people just want to reach out to to either of you, uh, Regina, how can they find you on the interwebs out there? Look, the easiest way to find me is I live on Facebook Messenger. I'm the only Regina Petebergsky there is. So you can uh, you know find me on Facebook and, and hit me up on Messenger. That's yep. the easiest way. Uh, you can join my Facebook group, The Australian Seller, um, on Facebook, and you can message me through there. Or indeed, you can just reach me via email, chris at christhomas.com.au. Awesome. All right. Uh, Chris and Regina, I look forward to seeing you guys in person in my look first ever trip to, to Bali in a little oh, bit. It's going to be great fun. <laughs> yes. All right. We'll see you guys, everybody later.